Hello. Oh, good morning, Merlin, man. How are you doing today? Good morning, Captain. Yeah, how's everything? Good morning. Good. Everything. Good. I'm actually, I'm having, um, I'm having a good morning. Oh. It's good. Well, you know, I don't know. I think a lot about things, Dan. I think, I think a lot. Yeah. I mean, I'm not very good at it. It doesn't stop me trying. You know, I'm like one of those kids that's always falling off a skateboard. Well, it's like I say to my kids, you know, if I'll say, I'll, you know, do this thing. And they'll say, I, I tried it before. I didn't do so good at it. And I said, well, how do you think you're going to get better at it? By not doing it? Yeah, exactly. It, it's like I always say, failure is rehearsal for death. <laughs> and someday, someday we'll all die alone, especially you. That's what I say, I too. Well, I feel like, you know, uh, it helps. What? So what's going on? I slept great. I got up. Uh, you know, it's always something. Like like Emily uh, Latella used to say, Dan, it's always something. I know why you, you know? slept so well. Because uh, I was so busy from reporting on the mm-hmm, show floor? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you knew it. You knew it. The Dan, the Dan. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> I, uh, sorry, I was not prepped for this. That's right, Dan. I'm still reporting live from the show floor where every gizmo, giga, dumble, and dinkers is getting all the attention it can. There's still no wadwalla. I repeat, no wadwalla. <laughs> I love Dungus, it. Dungus, Dungus. <sighs> I was going to say what? Uh, I slept well. Uh, uh, so right now, I'm, uh, you know, I, I have different phases, uh, Dan, uh, phases of me. Yes. Phases of me title. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I phases I go through and sometimes I go back and forth. And that could be something like, you know, I like the Canadian rock band Sloan. And sometimes I'll just listen to Sloan a lot for a while. Or like all I want to eat is ramen. Or and I'm basically like a little kid. You ever meet one of those little kids? Maybe you've you maybe you've even owned one. Yeah. Or rented, released or let one. Uh-huh. It's the kind of kid that all they ever want, for example, and this is this is a real thing. Some of you are gonna roll your eyes, but sometimes a kid will go through a thing for one month to 40 years where all they want for food is one slice of bologna <laughs> on between two pieces of white bread cut exactly in half diagonally. Yeah. Now that'll vary if you've ever owned a child, as you know. And so it could be something that could be Kraft Mac and cheese. It could be nothing. Uh, but you know, we all go through phases. I'm going through, I'm enjoying music a lot, listening to music. And, uh, well, that's been a I phase the whole time I've known you. It's the most important thing in my life. It's the thing that's been the biggest deal in my life. But, you know, I like other stuff. I like <clears throat> like the kid I rented. I like, uh, I have been rediscovering my Canon camera, showing my kid how to use it. That's been fun. Oh, and cool. then sometimes you just want to eat bologna on uh, two pieces of white bread. But, uh, God, this is a really long walk for a non-existent peer. Um, I'm, I'm become really obsessed with uh, uh, power pop, uh, pop music, pop, pop, punk pop. All kinds of pop. I've been listening to a lot of really good pop. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Take something like a cheap trick. Widely okay. hailed as everyone's second favorite band. Um, that's what they used to say when I was a kid. Uh, but you know, that, that kind of thing. But I'm listening to this guy named Michael Penn, and he did that song you'll remember from 1989 that goes, um, mm, mm, What if I were Romeo in black jeans? What if I was Heathcliff? It's no myth. But he had a song in 1997, a year I was pretty sure didn't exist, that I'm completely obsessed with right now. It's like, it's breaking my brain how good and weird this song is. If you just like pop music, I'm going to put this in show notes, Dan. Yeah, okay. You can just go listen to it and you can decide if it's maybe a little fussy. It's very Baroque. But what's happening from a theory standpoint and arrangement standpoint is 
monkey balls, technically speaking. Mm. And uh, and I was just watching the video for it, which I wish I could find a better copy of. But that's what I will put into the notes is the song Try. Uh, no, Sean Penn, Michael Penn is Sean Penn's brother, Michael. And uh, and he's married to uh, Amy Mann, which is cool. And so I'm going to put that up. But here's this video is really it's really cool and really weird, even by 1997 standards. And it feels like a... I, that's such a dumb term, but you know what I mean when I say a wonder, you know, like a one shot, like a one hit, one a shot. one hit wonder. Yeah, like in Goodfellas, right? Goodfellas, um, uh, that Charlton Heston movie with uh, Orson Welles did, you know, fame one shot things you do in one shot with uh. no edits. There's a lot of times we have fun with it. And we say, oh, you know, uh, oh god, this is so embarrassing. Guillermo, no, 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 <laughs> I confuse my Mexican directors. Guillermo Alfonso del Toro. Right, who is not uh, Alfonso Cuaron. Mm. But like what Cuaron does in a few scenes in um, Children of Men, I mean, he makes no secret of the fact that those are not one shot, but the point is they're made to look like one shot. Not to be technically, not for technical expertise reasons, but for like, you know, tension reasons. The scene in the car when they're getting run off the road. Ugh. Michael Penn's video. I, did I say Michael or Sean? Michael, you just said Michael. Michael Penn. Good, 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 good. I'm almost done. I'll go to sleep. Michael Penn's video for Try, this is his song Try, uh, is really interesting and weird, and I think it's supposed to look like a wonder. And I was just looking to see, what was I looking for? I was Googling for something for details about this video. Oh, you know what it was? I was just looking for the words, because he's a really good lyricist. And so he's got really good, he, he has good words. And for example, there's one line in this song where he, where he says, um, what does he say? I'm watching... Um, what does he say? I'm watching you. Um, I'm not really awake yet, but that's okay. It's part of the show. Uh, it's. I think he, it goes, I always feel like somebody's watching me. Oh, right. Rock well. I don't know if he rocks well, <laughs> uh, but he's, it's something like, oh, watching you, uh, watching you, oh, watching you, something like invoke your, what, uh, your Fifth Amendment rights while I give you the third degree, something like that. Anyway, the point is, he's uh, this is this is, he's part of this whole rat king of interesting LA people. And uh, the video for this song, I, I want to read this to you verbatim. I just discovered this on IMDb, and I would like to read it to you verbatim. Okay, I'm under Michael Penn, Colin Try, 1997. You ready? Mm -hmm. Here's the here's the log line. Music video for Michael Penn's Try. Shot by Paul Thomas Anderson and other cast and crew from Boogie Nights in a single take in the longest hallway in North America. That's a lot to think about. I mean, that's a, a quite an image. Well, you know, so again now, so a couple people from the movie were in the video. It's basically just him walking down a hallway. It's kind of like <laughs> one of those, I don't know what you call this genre of video, but you know the genre of video where like, it's sort of like an OK Go. This is like a prototypical OK Go very much. Okay, but go video. But, um, oh, like uh, Thomas Jane is in it. But anyway, because, you know, the thing is now, I think I mentioned, no relation. Amy Mann and he are in a relationship. And, you know, she does stuff with Paul Thomas Anderson. And, and she did the Magnolia soundtrack. You know, Los Angeles, it's not all bad, but it is almost all bad. One is the loneliest number. Uh, you want to start the show? Yeah, anytime you want.
Dan, where would people find show notes uh, for th- this episode? Uh, <clears> one, uh, 551, 551, 551, 551 of your back to work program? That's all. Wow. Uh, they're going to go to yeah, back to tell work. Yeah, tell me about it. Wow. Back to work. Ooh. limo slash 551. Five, five. I forgot to mention something to you. Mm. Um, in passing, I suppose, two or three episodes ago, I mentioned to you that <laughs> I think I mentioned this to you. Yes, because I put it in the show notes that I uh, that's how I ordered a copy of the Howard Hughes issue of Time magazine. Yes, you did mention that you had ordered it. I ordered eBay it, yeah. it or something like that. No, I went to uh, Amazon and. I mean, I already, I already end up getting stuff that's used when I think it's new. It's, it's tough to, you know, you know, like when you buy like cool toys and say new, they don't even say like, like new, they don't even say acceptable, whatever. They just send you whatever. They'll just send you a dented goddamn, you know, dark Phoenix. It's very upsetting. Mm-hmm. But, um, I ordered it from somebody on Amazon marketplace Dan, it's, it arrived and yeah. it looks, it looks terrific. Is it every, <laughs> have you read it yet or? Oh, I just flipped through it, and I was like, first thing I did, of course, was take it straight into my kid, and I was like, you've got to look at this. Because, you know, she she and I both adore The Aviator. It's one of her absolute favorite movies. We watch it probably at least once a month. Um, and it really has also led her to, you know, enjoy uh, Catherine Hepburn, uh, you know, and, of course, led her to enjoy Kate Blanchett and everything. But um, I took it right into her, and I was like, this is that thing. I said, you know, did I tell you about that when I was a kid, when I was 10? There was an issue of Time magazine about Howard Hughes, and I became obsessed with Howard Hughes. She's like, yeah, yeah. I pull it out, and it's in a Mylar bag. Oh. And she's like, oh, my God. Because <laughs> he looks completely stricken on the cover. He's yeah. being carried by what looks like Joseph Stalin. <laughs> yes, and, uh, yes. But that's Dan, a great as you can it. guess, the be- I mean, the, obviously, this thing's amazing. And these draw- I imprinted on these drawings of Howard Hughes so hard. <laughs> Imprint- I'm gonna, I think imprinted. I might frame it. <laughs> What's that? Imprinted. I like that. Yeah, like like uh, like uh, what's his name? Carl Lawrence with his ducks. Yeah, like yep. the, these these drawings of this spindly, spidery, pencily Howard Hughes. And Dan, this is also the first time I ever heard about saving pee in bottles. So yeah. So, it, but then I was like, okay, but honey, the other really good part of this, you got to look at the ads in this thing, because I know we I, we remember like what year was it again? The the Amazing. I'm pretty sure 76 or 77 because okay. we're in our new house. Um, yeah, but like it's, um, you know, it's exactly what you'd expect. Any Anybody out there who's ever, you know, looked at a, like an old Playboy or an old like whatever that you've absconded from somebody's collection, the stereo ads, the cigarette ads, the liquor ads, everything is so shiny. It's just every other page is like, more cigarettes or Virginia Slim's cigarettes. That's <laughs> just crazy. Anyway, I just wanted to let everybody know uh, you can relax and unclench. The magazine uh, arrived and it looks terrific. I mean, terrific, you know, within normal parameters. Um, what do you want to talk about today, Dan? What are you excited about? Do you want to talk about the big event? We could talk more about iOS. We could talk more about Michael Penn and the longest hallway in North America. I would actually really enjoy talking a little bit about the event, but there is something unrelated Uh-oh. to the event. Oh, here that it goes. You, I have you a question. You got to be in your bonnet, Dan? You got to be in your bonnet? No, no. Oh, okay. um, just a question that I have for you uh, specifically. My, my, my little baby boy, who's almost 14 mm. years old mm. now, um, it would like an Apple Watch. Oh. And um, I think, you know, he... It, he believes, and I think correctly, that it would help him remember 
things like it could be homework assignments or things that, you know, that he has to do chores, other things. I thought that it would be fun for him to have one. And I have, I have a series five, which I really like, and I had no plans of replacing. Um, but now that he wants one, it, it would be, you know, the, the sort of trickle down economy that we have in this household where, you know, I get the new thing, he gets the old thing. And then his sister gets the older thing. It's really is that is the way. Like this is the the one. Well, I mean, apart from being white and born in this time, we we're always top of the uh, the food pyramid when it comes to <laughs> you know, like you parents, gotta be. It's like no, I mean, like you could be like John Syracuse and go, like, "Oh, my wife gets the new phone this year," and I'm like, yeah. "Nobody gets new phone but Daddy. Right. Daddy get new phone. Everybody else get Daddy old phone." <laughs> right now, I will I will say that actually is not totally true. They both have newer iPads than my iPad. Both of them got a new iPad. Um, recently one yes. you know but but thinking about getting one of these new watches i don't need help like figuring out which watch to get from the standpoint of like size or anything like that i um mm-hmm. i, I kind of know the colors that i like i don't really want to talk about different metals because i i'm qualified to make my own decision about mm-hmm. metal use i've only ever watch. bought the cheap one i i see why Same. people buy the stainless steel one because it, it's really pretty and shiny it looks so much uh, better but it's I'm not yeah, going to yeah. keep but it like, for 20, 10, 20 think years. About, Dan, think about when these things, not to interrupt you, but think about when these very, very first came out. And I think the implication was that this was going to be something you had for at, at least years. Mm-hmm. Like maybe not that you would pass down or pass up or whatever, but like th- this is something you'd have for a long time. And I think even at the time, a lot of us were a little bit on the bubble about, well, first of all, oh, yeah. what, what what place will this thing ever have in the world? Right. But like, why would you spend $10,000 on this? Because is there going to, maybe they'll have a system for letting you switch out the guts and you can keep a beautiful case or something like that. But even at the time, if past is prologue, we could look at that and go, I'm not sure a $10,000 device or whatever, let's say 5000 one thousand, you know, device in what would that be whatever 2000 whatever is going to be such a great investment and boy right. that ever turn out to be true like if you want if you if you've got the dough and you really like stainless steel and you'll wear it for two years and hand it down to somebody that's cool yeah but i mean it's kind of like manufacturing the world's nicest paper towel right and you know like it's very different you know that i, I and i you know we there's someone born every day who's never seen the Simpsons or whatever it yeah, is. And, yeah, Simpsons. you know, for me, for you know that I'm a watch nerd and that I have lots yeah, of absolutely. automatic watches. You're a horologist. You, you study them closely. Thank you. And I know that when I buy <laughs> one of those watches that I'm buying essentially a, a lifetime watch. I can keep it as long as I want to keep it. It will always work. If I might need to get it serviced once every 10 years. I could hand them down to kids. I could do whatever. Those things are permanent permanent things in my life unless something yes. terrible happens to them which you know you try to take care of them so that doesn't happen i mean really like it falls more in line with like the the things of my say of my parents generation like right. the silverware that you're given yeah, at your wedding exactly it's the kind of thing where like even if you don't use it all the time you you'll treasure it and take care of it that could be like china at one point right, exactly. that's very much the kind of thing that gets passed down and there are not i mean what what do you got you got maybe a mont blanc pen that kind of stuff yes. but this is not a way that people, and I'm not criticizing at all, but just given the way that our economy, manufacturing, and values are today, the idea of like a single piece of 
beautiful metal that's given from one person to the next. I would say rings. Rings are still mm-hmm. very much that kind of thing. I've seen families tear each other apart over who gets somebody's ring. Oh, right. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. like there aren't you're right. It's 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 categorically different. One is much closer one is much closer to like a, a, a family heirloom and the other one uh, the other one's closer to a TI-99 4A. No, sorry. It's closer to a TI calculator. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm going to need this in 11th grade, but then, nah, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, that's the same thing that I feel about the Apple Watch, just like our phones, yeah. is that the, the technology is changing a lot. The new features change a lot. And, uh, yeah, so you you keep a, a watch for, what, two, three years at the uh, on the outside, I guess? That seems... That seems pretty well, reasonable. I mean, this is extremely out of left field, but I think one thing that's driving my friends who are developers are being driven crazy that they still continue to keep the Series 3 in the lineup. Yeah, yeah, that thing should be So, gone. like, Marco, there's a, uh, you know, I'll put this in notes. Uh, the podcast that uh, Marco Arment and David Smith do together called um, Under the Radar is a lot of fun. They talk about what it's like to be an independent iOS developer. Mm. And every episode is less than 30 minutes. So let's get started. And, uh, you know, this is the kind of thing where David has made this sort of whole, I don't even say mini career, like I think he has a German car and stuff. But he's made this whole career out of making a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of iOS apps and trying different things. And he's so he's such an interesting guy and so thoughtful. But, you know, once you start doing that, take Marco, who, to my knowledge, makes one iOS app, uh, which is part of his Overcast platform. David makes, he's got a pedometer, he's got a sleep app. He's he's got guys. He's got the little widgets for the watch. Well, imagine the one the day that you come home and your kid... It's like, hey, check out my phone. I'm like, what did you do? So my daughter makes all custom icons. Right now it's all Genshin Impact with the exact same color as the background. It's like she's very into... Oh, you mentioned this last time, didn't you? Yeah, Um, what they call aesthetic or whatever. Like she's got a whole, I don't understand it. And I don't know why we have to keep changing parts of speech to be less good parts of speech. But whatever. She, I come home one day and I was like, anyway, long story short. I was like, are you using Widgetsmith? And she's like, yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like, I know the guy who makes that. Yeah. And y'all remember, David had that one crazy like weekend where he got millions and millions and millions of downloads like mm-hmm. out of nowhere mm-hmm. when I guess I was 14 came out. But mm-hmm. anyway, those guys are both like a lot of folks are being driven crazy by what keeping uh, Series 3 in the lineup means because there's a big, I mean, think of it this way. When you think about as Janice Ian says, you know, choosing sides for basketball. Like, imagine you you pick you pick four people, and the only one left is the chair that Bobby Knight used to throw. And you're like, well, that's not going to be a very good power forward. But that's what you're stuck with. And so, what that team can only ever be as good in this instance as the series three, which is real bad. And it's after series three that things get good. You will see a lot of things in your travels that say, any like basically post series three watch, this will work on. But so on the one hand, you don't want to economize so much. And, and Dan, I agree with you. I think it's watch people and not watch people. I gave my kid one of my, my second or third to the last watch and she loved it for six months. And now she just never wears it. It's mm-hmm. not part of her aesthetic. Mm-hmm. But you're, I think your kid's right. And I've heard it. I don't know. I just like, you know, every kid's different and every kid's got their own things. But there's no kid. This morning, I realized that my kid had not, because this is like cascading oopsies title. Um, <laughs> so my, my kid's pretty, has gotten, 
Well, first of all, just let me just get this out. My kid's amazing. My kid rules. I don't want to talk about it too much, but she's effing amazing. And she comes home on the bus by herself, like through San Francisco. She stops and she hangs out with friends. She gets a frappuccino, you know, she, she whatever. She's like a little grown up and it's freaking me out. But uh, and she's she rules. But, you know, she's a kid. She's a human. And so, like, she will forget her key sometimes and she'll have to go find the super secret hidden key and get in. And then she forgets to forgets to put the thing back outside, or she forgets to put the key back. This more I learned this morning, she had used it and forgotten to put the key back in the box. Because guess what? Guess where she gets the habit of forgetting her keys? Dun da da! Mm. From my beloved wife, and my beloved wife was locked out, and she sent me a note that says, "You locked me out." And I said, "I do not appreciate your tone, madam." And then I segued home and I and I let her in. But uh, even a kid that's as cool as mine forgets the key sometimes. And I, I could see how a careful arrangement of Apple Watch could provide structure you and your kid maybe know they need, but also possibly provide structure they don't know they need. And then the trick is minimizing, uh, as we used to say in the bull, bull crap productivity business, minimizing distractions and interruptions. I, but you know, I, I hear I hear good things about uh, the setting up a watch for a family member mm-hmm. thing. I heard mm-hmm. that's come. A, have you heard that? I've heard it's come a yeah, really long yeah, way. Yeah, that was something I was just looking into. But you know, so uh, the the question I actually have for you, because like I said, I've always bought the the cheaper ones, is actually oh. about uh, the watch strap and which one uh, you've liked the best. Because I know you've yeah. had a whole bunch of them. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I mean, me and my my family. Yeah, as a, as a whole, I'm the only yeah. one in my entire family besides my mom uh, who just gets this. You know, the one that comes with the like super generic oh, basic. Yeah, the like the 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 not rubber one. Um. Yeah, I do have thoughts on that, and you know, what obviously, if you're going to do this whole like, oh hey, the family devices get passed passed down. Um. If you. I don't know. I'm always a little bit on the horns of a dilemma about like where where to economize with those things. Um, again, back to my old example, the Synology. Like buying a cheap Synology does you no favors, and buying a cheap small watch does not do you any favors. Unless, unless, unless it's critically important that everybody have the same watch bands and interchangeable. But I I think in in day to day usage, I'm prepared to be very wrong about this. Mm-hmm. You know. I, I, I can't believe how many people have wackadoo, crazy-looking iPhone cases. Like almost everybody has an iPhone case, and as Syracuse has, I think, very intelligently pointed out, that's bling or that's status. Like, but almost everybody in the wild who owns an iPhone uses a case, and sometimes it, it holds their cigarettes, sometimes it holds a <laughs> diner's club card, you know, sometimes it holds a Magnum condom, but. <clears throat> That's definitely a thing. Um, but it sounds like it's mainly you, it would be you and your son that haven't used watches. So that's not really a concern. So are you thinking about you get a new one, you hand an old one down to him, or what's your thought on this? Yeah, I get the new one and hand hand the one I'm wearing right now back down to him. And I'm sorry, know, I apologize. Remind me which one you have you're wearing right now. I have a Series Six. 5, and it's just the regular silver-looking uh-huh. aluminum with, yeah. you know, the basics. I think that would be... That would be fine for him, and he's a big-growing boy. He might ruin it on the first day anyway. He's taller it, He's taller than I am. Are you... Wait, when did that happen? I mean, within oh, the last month or two, he's taller. Oh, man. He's, I mean, he's got the genes. His granddad's 6'5", so the, oh, my, my grandfather was almost six feet back in those days. That That's was like a gargantuan. You, you and me, we're little guys. We're tiny and- little guys. 
Look, look, guys, we like we could go on an adventure together and have second breakfast for practical purposes. <laughs> Absolutely. And you we think should. you know about second podcast? <laughs> um, but uh, what is it? Mary and Pippin? Is that what they're called? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I'll send you a picture of mine. Yeah, she, it, was, it was really weird when she started wearing my, my wife's clothes. And, uh, and it became about 20 times weirder now that she wears my clothes. She just goes and takes my clothes and wears my clothes. Mm-hmm. We're, we're pretty much the same size. And this is my little baby. And it's really odd. But she looks cool and matches her aesthetic. Uh, band. I'd love to talk about bands. First of all, I support this plan for the band. Mm. I support the plan for you to get a new Apple Watch very much so. I, you're just going to get my opinion. I do not follow the trades, Dan. Yeah. My opinion would be pop for cellular if you can, because if you're going to have this for a couple years, I mean, cellular's very come a long handy. way. It comes stuff. in handy. I mean, the, the truth is that I don't know. Like, if you never, ever, ever leave your phone behind, it's not a big deal, but it's a very interesting and kind of provocative future. Uh, Jason Snell, like a couple things today, Jason Snell's written very lucidly about this, about. And really, David Smith has written about this, that this whole idea of like, <clears throat> well, if you do leave your phone behind, I'm improvising a little here. If you just wear a cellular watch, say you're going to go take your dog for a walk and you leave your phone at home, it's really different than it can be really different than a lot of your day to day. If you're used to having your phone around and you pull it out and you unlock it and then you see the thing and then you go and do the other thing. But, you know, Overcast, for example, has come a long way and it. Overcast is pretty dang dependable at this point about saying, get all my latest podcasts onto my watch and I can just listen to those with AirPods while I walk around. For example, I I guess what I'm saying is like, it is an interesting year. It's a very interesting year to buy an Apple watch because of where we've been and where we can imagine that we're going. And, uh, if you're going to, like I say, if you're going to have this for a couple years, so you're going to get an aluminum. Can I ask, well, what's this going to cost? Maybe around 500 bucks. Probably. That sounds right. Um, wow. This he'd is so be getting pretty. it, you know, he'd be getting it for his, uh, like birthday. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, you know. Oh, so the, the, the band concern is mostly for, for both or either of you for or me, for, just for, for me, he's going to get, oh. I have two bands now or what we call straps in the horological, uh, but well, it's, um, I've got this sort of the one we were talking about before it's, it's just, they're sort of rubber. They've got the little. Yeah. Floro, Laura, Laura, lie. Yeah. And then I've got Flora, a. Flora, Chloro, Laura, lie, elastomer. Remember when they made the first, uh, it, I, I, do you call it fabric? It's got Velcro on it and it's a looping Velcro-ish sort of fabric all, type. I am all the way in on the sport loop. That's what, I couple, like that. I've got one. a couple of them. I've got a sport loop and I've got one sport loop and I did go ahead and try the braided solo loop. Uh, braided solo loop is, is a little bit anxiety producing because it involves measuring things, but, and I like it. Okay. I like it fine. Um, but I, so like, for example, right now, my goddamn watch. Yeah. I'm wearing, I have two watches and I'm wearing one with a sport loop right now. And then my other one, uh, sorry, I'm wearing, I'm wearing the one that has the, ugh, why do they it's have like to syno- call them? Why do they call them I, bands like when the rest of the industry calls them I straps? I know this is like synology with the word drive. It's like, dude, you can't name that many things almost the same thing and then change the names sometimes. Like that's nuts. Okay, 
<laughs> uh, braided solo loop. Uh, well, first of all, my recommendation for almost anybody to at least try, like you can go to a store and try this. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I love it. The Velcro hook and I loop and dupe or whatever it's called. So basically what this is, you get, you get this long strip and they're usually in like two interesting colors or, you know, I think they're really neat looking. Um, and so you put on your watch and you're going to get this Velcro-ish thing that's kind of attached at one end and has a loop at the other. And you can get exactly the length that you would like. Yeah, you just tighten it or loosen it as you, as you feel that it, you but want like, to. But here's another thing that I love if you take it on and off like a person. Um, almost every other one of these, as you say, straps either <laughs> t- takes either two hands – well, they almost all take two hands or they're not very exact. Oh, you can do the, yes, you're right. I never really thought about it, but I'm it almost like always put thing, the sport loop on with the one hand. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of usability, but try doing that with your noroflorolastomer or tr- try, I mean like sport loop. Yeah. You'll be, or sorry. God damn it. Uh, braided solo loop. <laughs> you, uh, you, you could pull off with that. Um, but I just don't know if sport loop is going to be loop. cool enough for looper, looper, a caddy. Big hit of the llama. He's <laughs> a Cinderella boy. He was in his eyes, I guess. Anyway, <laughs> a looper, a caddy. Uh-huh. Pond would be good for you. Um, forgive me. Did you say this is already your kind of go-to watch-wearing band for? Yeah, the one that the, for, uh, the band. Let's let's play Apple's because game because this is already because this is already a casual look for you. Yeah. Oh, the same yeah. way that you get one of those goddamn yuppie watches or watch bands that has like a picture of LLB on or something. <laughs> this is a, this is a casual look for you. This is not like you're wearing your, your fancy submarine watch or something. Definitely not. This is, this is a purposeful watch when I'm, if I want to, you know, me- measure act daily activity or something like that. I would never, <laughs> I, I, and I love the functionality of the Apple Watch. And I think if you look at the Apple Watch as a as a technological device, it is a marvel at what it can mm-hmm. do. It's beautiful oh, in are, its way. But yeah. put that thing next to the Submariner. I am no, sorry. I, I understand. It's no, I understand. Not something. I understand. Um, the other thing about this was a thing I'm gonna say. But yes, I have a sport loop. Uh, an original sport loop that is a monotone gray sport loop, and then I've got the oh. um uh this the regular poly whatever thing that you've said. Those are the only two I've ever used, and those are the only two I've experienced with. And I think, you know, I I think for him, the sport mm-hmm. loop that I have is perfect, and that's what I'm gonna give to him. So I gotta figure out what new one I'm gonna get now. But yeah, mainly well, you gotta remember, oh, Merlin, I'm not wearing I'm not sitting yeah. I'm not sitting around wearing this thing. This is what I put on if I'm going to do some kind of activity. So it's got to I be, see. you know, mm-hmm. active in that way. Well, you know, there's a bunch of BS on Amazon. You can get to like slightly ruggedize the watch and to provide like a little cage, camera cage for no, it kind of thing. I know, I know, I figured. Um camera I mean, cage. you know, thing, things are for using. You know? There's a uh, this is this is you know how sometimes I sneak in a really deep point, like through the side yeah, door. Yeah, do it. Um, so I'm working on this thing, in my wisdom document, but, um, where I'm, it might end up being a book. I'm not sure. But, uh, one of the things in the wisdom document, document, one of the many things is, um, how long does it, how long does the document have to go before it becomes a book? Six. Okay. I don't know. I don't know six of what, but I'll figure it out. No, I got you. Or, or I won't. I, I, if I could get a third book, I didn't finish. I feel like that's what they call it a hat trick. <clears throat> um, 
Uh, use your stickers. Because there's a funny thing. Like, we've got these great DK sticker books. I have a ton of stickers. Oh, I, 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 I kickstarted something, and I love the way it turned out. I kickstarted Stephen Hackett's beautiful Apple Calendar project. I'll put that in notes. And uh, so I got a, a really cool calendar of his from his collection of uh, Apple stuff and things that happen, momentous uh, Apple happenings, Applenings, Happenals. Hap, hap, Dan, <laughs> neurological event happening, call, call people, call nurse. Neuro, neuro, neuro. And, but I also got some stickers. He made these adorable stickers that he made one and they're all like, like anthropomorphized Apple things. So there's like a lampshade iMac that's like really happy looking. And like two, there's a little iPod and it's a little sock, like a nano. It's not a nano, but a mini, I guess. So Mm -hmm. cute. And my favorite, of course, is an original like Mac with one uh, drive, one uh, slot for a disk. Disk drive? Dan, neurological event. <laughs> and he looks like an old man. He's got like a cane and a mustache and a donagle cap, and it's really cute. You know, Dan, this is wisdom from the book. Use your stickers. Things are for using. Yeah. Things are not for storing and keeping. Oh, use the stickers. Yeah, go read the Alice Walker story, Everyday Use. It'll change your life. But like the point of having the stickers is to affix them to things. And it, it doesn't mean... It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean you have to cover everything in stickers. It doesn't mean it has to look great. It doesn't mean it has to look bad. It doesn't mean it has to be for a skateboard. What it means is like if you die with stickers in a folder, la, 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 you didn't win. Like you, if you've got stickers, put them on things. Why am I saying this? Because that's what life is. If your watch broke because you were doing something you love – that's not a loss. I mean, I it like sucks. that. I like this philosophy. Well, I mean, life is for using. There was one time, life is for using. There was this time, oh God, you know, the the photos widget it always just brings up the, the coolest stuff. Um, probably five. This isn't. This is not too personal. Yeah, maybe five years ago, six years ago, um, my daughter went through a phase where, like, out of you have these things where, like, out of nowhere, your kid is suddenly doing something completely different from how they've ever been, and you're oh, like, yeah. what just happened? Yeah. At one point, I think she, I, I can't pin it. This is again mostly an aesthetic issue, but she started dressing like she went to like a private school. She started going with this like, like cooler than a brownie. Uh, outfit, but not as weird as uh, all respect, uh, Catholic schoolgirl outfit. But like she would wear like a, a, sh- a skirt with a with a blue buttoned up shirt. It was really cute. And she, I got her these shoes that she just flipped for. They were they were so cute, and these little black kind of strappy shoes. And you'll instantly probably know, I mean, at least what they evoke when I say they were, we called them the Hermione shoes. <laughs> That's cool. Which sounds like some kind of thing on late night on Showtime, but the Hermione <laughs> shoes. Uh, she. But here's the thing. Now this is this is going to be instructive, Dan. It's instructive about me. It's instructive about my kid, and it's instructive about life in the world. She had these shoes, and she loved them so much, and she thought they were so pretty. She didn't like to wear them because she didn't want to mess them up. And so I got another that's pair. A normal, that's a normal sentiment, I would think. Don't you? I understand that, but she loved them so much, and I like she's not going to fit in them forever. So I got a second pair in a box, and they sat in her, ironically enough, her Harry Potter uh, dresser that we have. Um, and that that made her even more scared because now there were two fancy pairs. And this is not about her. This is about me. This is about the world. Like life is for using. Like if you've got, then don't, in this case, did I make it better by like, you know, spending some money to get her a second pair? No, it didn't improve the situation. 
But I'm, I'll be 55 next month. And what I'm realizing is that life is for using. Stickers are for sticking. And I realize this sounds like corny chicken soup for the douchebag soul. But like I, I, uh, I watch is for wearing, you know. And uh, that's all I had to say about that. But I think it's pretty profound. But you need to pre-order my book. <laughs> you can pre-order all my books. I don't care. <laughs> anyway. Um, I think that would work great. I don't, we shouldn't so talk you about just say get another old. one. That's what you're saying. You're saying get another, Always the same get a thing. second one. Triples are best. Um, um, and then I, let's save this for how soon are you doing this? You're going to do it kind of, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's it's doesn't not matter. any, well, I'm I can wait a hurt. week. What I was going to suggest was if you'll allow it, I thought it would be, if you're going to do this and you end up doing it, and I don't have a dog in this fight. I would enjoy talking about that process, uh, of at least two parts because it's always too uh, you uh the the so you get the watch you, the process of setting it up for another person mm -hmm. i'd like to hear how that went from you but i think importantly you know you can consult with your kid he's a big boy now he's a young man and i'm sure that he will have much input into how this thing is configured and used but you know it would be interesting to talk about how you could just raw dog it and say i hey, just go nuts have fun with this but um I mean, my kid, for example, like just always has anything that makes noise turned off on her phone. She yeah. listens to music like every moment of the day that she can. But, she, you know, so like I always worry a little bit about texting her while she's at school. I don't want to get her in trouble. But oh, of course, yeah. she has everything turned off. I have everything turned off. Who is all that turned on? My iPad has never made a non-media sound since I owned it. Yeah, that's the first thing you got to do is disconnect all that. You've got to turn the ringer all the way down mm -hmm. like. You know, it's one thing for that to be the whatever, well, doo -doo 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 -doo. is that Verizon? Whatever that little tune is that you hear all the time in succession or the way you used to hear the Nokia tune. And you're like, when you hear that today, you're like, oh my God, are you, do you live in a home? Like, what do you, what, no one, no one needs to, you, your phone doesn't need to be making that noise and don't put it on speaker. Ugh, I might go on a spree someday, Dan. I just might take a lot of bitches down. Well, yeah, yeah. Don't use a speakerphone. Don't don't do that. Please don't. Uh, don't, know, don't do it all the time. In our neighborhood, it's just a thing. Everybody talks only on speakerphone. So especially know. folks from China, especially folks from Russia, you'll see there's just a whole lot of speakerphone going on really loud. And I don't know what that is. Maybe this is one of those cultural things like, do you remember when we all first learned about why is it that people from Asia that you meet often have the little control what's it called dan the little control dot on the phone do you know about that yeah where you can what's it called yeah i don't know what that thing it's an accessibility called. accommodation that a lot of people have turned on often by accident to be honest but supposedly that comes out of a thing of like well for a lot of these folks in that culture it's they're like john syracusa john syracusa keeps his phone in a in a, in a bag in a, in a case in a in a sock and then he puts it in a vault like he's actually got a bag for his iphone right and same deal here, resale value. Keep that screen nice, right? All that kind of stuff. But it's I thought that was like gonna be like this. I thought that was kind of a weirdly racist thing when I first heard it. But then I started noticing like a lot of people I just encounter, I you know, I would look over somebody's shoulder on Muni. And it's true. Everybody's playing candy Facebook crush and using a little dot. Now the question becomes for your son, uh, what and this is what I think we could talk about if you wanted to next time or in the future, what, um, what are the, what are the things and kind of, I'm treating him like he's not neurotypical, but what I'm trying to say is we all need help with things. 
I've heard Marco talking about helping his son, uh, you know, get organized at school by having a watch. You think about it, especially during the pandemic, having a way to add a little bit of structure can be really helpful. I would love to talk about that. What kind of decisions you make? Are there things you turn on, you turn off? What mm-hmm. to leave in, what to leave out, as Bob Seeker said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. Um, <laughs> well, so this before, is cool. after I tell you, after I tell Why? you something I would like, I want, yeah, I want to go into a little bit of a discussion with you about, uh, listening to music. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. I'll that. talk about anything. I'll talk about anything. I'm easy like Sunday morning. Um, excuse me. Ah. <clears throat> I'll also clean my office. It's really nice now. Uh, Dan, will you please tell me about something you like? I would love to tell you about feels. 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 F-E-A-L-S is how you spell that. And uh, what feels is, is is CBD. But CBD isn't about what you feel. It's about what you don't feel. It's about getting rid of things like stress and anxiety and pain. And that's what I've used CBD for for a long time. It really makes a big difference for me. And uh, and I, I started to get really into it as a way to kind of help with getting better sleep and um, really also like after soreness from working out because I'd heard that it could help with that. And for me, it like really helped with both of those things. But I also noticed that it sort of takes your stress levels kind of down a a notch. And I was very, yeah, you ever heard that phrase, Dan, the phrase I like, take the edge off, take, it takes the edge off. I, I, I love that term. You know, the idea that like, you know, it's going to make whatever's happening a little, does one say bearable? It's going to make it less difficult. It's going to make your your existence feel a little less prickly without making you feel like a without making you feel goofy. I think it's the drug term, right? You don't feel That's goofy. Right. You just take the edge off. And it, they they say right here. I'm reading in my notes right here. It says that feels is actually a better way to feel better, which is I think a very good way to say it. It is a premium CBD. It'll help keep your head clear. It'll help you feel your best. It's hassle-free. It's delivered right to your door, which is my favorite part of it. And it naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, sleeplessness. There's no hangover or addiction. You place a few drops of Feel CBD oil under your tongue. You'll feel a difference within just a few minutes if you uh, need a dose of like uh, chill on the go, because I know that's your thing. Uh, They now have... CBD. I am rarely on the go, but I do like to chill. Listen to the CBD infused mints that they have now. Mints. Sorry, I'm tuning my guitar, but that sounds amazing. It is amazing. And the thing to remember about CBD is that you got to find your right dose. Okay. So like they have a free CBD hotline that'll help guide your personal experience. You're going to find your perfect dose by talking to them. And they also sell these little flights that you can get and it'll help you figure it out. And, uh, but this is the, this is the thing that I really like, excuse me, is that they deliver it to you every month and you don't have to worry about running out. This is the monthly membership thing that they had. And at first I was like, well, I don't know if I want it every month. And then what happens is you, you run out and you're like, I think I do. I think I need it. I think I don't want to have to worry about when it's going to get delivered to me. I just want to know that right when I'm about to run out, there's the new one. That is the best. So Start feeling better with Feels. Become a member today. You go to Feels, F-E-A-L-S, feels.com slash back to work. You're going to get 40% off your first three months with free shipping. So again, Feels, F-E-A-L-S, feels.com slash back to work. Become a member. 40% off your first three months with free shipping. It's a better way to feel better. I love this stuff and uh, I've been using it for a long time now. Highly recommended. Go check it out. Thanks very much to Feels for making this show 
possible Merlin Mann. Thank you, Feels. Fuck, fuck. Oh, that's a good ring on Good that. bell, good ringing. I'm learning, I'm trying to learn that uh, that Michael Penn song. I'm just, well, I was trying to learn it while you were talking. Oh. I think it's probably in G. I gotta get that little. Yeah, that's it. Ooh, it's fun to play guitar, Dan, and it's really easy. There you go. La, 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 Dan Benjamin. So I wanted to talk to you about music. So one of the things that shocks me, when I was a kid, single digit age, I got a record player as a, probably like a birthday present. Huh? And I loved that thing. I used it all the time. And I remember Did I ask what it was. Do you remember what was it like? I, a show, like, I had a show and tell. Did yeah, you, was it any kind of like, like did it come with a little film strip? Was it, was it, was it a jokey one? Like a kid one? The one I had when I was a kid was a jokey kid one, but I got a better one when I was about nine or 10. Um, okay. And uh, it wasn't, I mean, it was still, you know, it was not like the portable kind. It wasn't the thing that looked like a TV that had the pla- red plastic. It wasn't a clo- wasn't a close and play. Remember those? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't that. It was it it was a legit turntable. It had yep, like yep, a yep. base and the plastic. Uh, Legitimately uh, circular top that would come down over it with the little uh, little arm and the needle and all of that stuff. It was real, but it was inexpensive, and it was probably meant you know, for youngsters. So I had this thing and I remember when I was, and like it had actual separate speakers that had speaker wire that I learned you could, you, you could extend. Wait, did you have, and, a, did you have a, a, a receiver amplifier with it? No, too? this or, was just its own thing, but it did have separate it's, but speakers. But it was powered. It was, I mean, like, yeah. sorry. Okay. This is God. I'm, oh my God. I can't believe I remember this. Uh, one thing that was pretty confusing to people, there's several things that were pretty, at least to me, were pretty confusing about turntables. Like one is that it had to be, what's the phrase grounded? What was the word? Like you've got to get the, you've got to do the grounding thing or it's going to, it's going to sound like crap. Also you, you know, you can sometimes fake listening to a record without powered speakers, but not really. I mean, you know what I'm talking about? Like yes. it really needs, the signal needs to be processed. So you're telling me you had like RCA jacks or, or two, what, if two I'm, speaker cables? Yes, this is a long time ago, but if I remember this right, it it was like a combination so that it had like a, okay, I'm going to send you a picture. This is not the one that I had. Okay. No, Mine no. was nowhere near this nice, but this is kind of, I'll let you describe it. It was kind of like that. Just send it to you in messages on your, uh, to your messages not skype mm, all right my sidecar is down let me go here oh look at you there's you i see your face oh and, oh it's an all-in-one okay so it was kind of like that it was yeah, a that, much it's, uh, it's cheaper like all-in-one no no but the point is did it also have radio and stuff yeah it had a radio yeah oh dan i had the exact same thing uh christmas of 1980 i remember because it's very easy to remember because <laughs> it was december of 1980 <laughs> and i got double fantasy by John and Yoko, so mm-hmm. you can remember what happened in January or December of 1980. Mine had a, it was so cheap, Dan, so cheap. And I, this is what I had. It had AM, AM, FM radio. It had a, a turntable on top that within four years would play over a half step sharp. Yeah. So I wondered why <laughs> so many of REM songs were in like D sharp. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. Talk about the passion. Me in reaction. Um, uh, yeah, no, I totes had something. Here's, this is well, this particular model, which I'm saying I know is not the one you had, but then you know, of course, mine had an eight track baby. Oh, Would've mine killed. did not have that. Oh my god, why could it not have been a cassette player? I didn't get my first like decent cassette player until. God, it was right before Purple Rain came out. So <laughs> senior year, 12th grade. No, because we took it. You ready for this? Welcome to Hi, I'm 54. It's a new segment on here. Because when when my, um, my, my lady friend and my pal and me went to see Purple Rain at the da-da-da-da-da drive-in, it, they had this wonderful innovation of playing the audio over a low FM band. And so we were able to record songs from Purple Rain at the drive-in in the rain, in the literal rain. Purple Rain! Onto my my Panasonic boombox that I got in twelfth grade. I nice. would also listen to self hypnosis tapes on there. Oh, because that's how I roll. Mm-hmm. Well, and this this you got thing, a turntable. You got a turntable. I'm sure that it was a hand. But it changed your game. Well, I used to love love to listen to albums on this, and I remember you know I remember like getting uh, like Devo and like this you know, Mr. Roboto sticks album, you know what I'm saying? Like I was, those got a lot. And I listened to those all the time. If I mean, I would like be excited to get home from so, school. So wait, the era of Kilroy was here. Mm -hmm. You were, you were, and I, did you have any rush? Yeah, I had some rush. I had, I did not I had, have a lot of, I had the Eurythmics, uh, sweet dreams album. I learned to play that on keyboard. It's a good song. It's a good song. And he's up there. He's up there, like dressed like the caterpillar, playing the sitar up there. I think that's Tom Petty. He's playing the. Are you talking about Tom Petty? Yeah, no. Tom was easy top. Okay. Um, I had that album too. So basically, I would get home from school excited to play music on the turntable, and like that was like my get home from school. You you get a snack. Then you yeah. go, you do your homework, and you listen to the record while you're still doing 20, your homework. 20 minutes till uh, Quincy starts. Might as well put on <laughs> Blizzard of Oz and listen to Crazy Train. There you go. I'll never forget the way, don't ask me. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, oh. And be, I know exactly the amount of time between the two tracks. Cotton cheap, I'll top and boot and Well, I do know how to play. I used to anyway. I don't play on an LSU. There you go. It's been a while, Dan. It has. You're doing just fine. Let's see, uh, what was it? All right, he still got it. No. And because you know what? It's like I'm, I always think of that wonderful song by Weezer from the Blue Album in the garage. You know, in the, you know, I don't know if you're a fan, but they have this wonderful song. You know, I got just what, having this place that's your place. I've got a dungeon master's guide. I got a 12 sided die. You know, <laughs> I've got Kitty Pride and Nightcrawler 2 waiting there for me. Yes, I do. And the, the chorus goes in the garage, I feel safe. Um, you know, in the garage, you know, knowing it's just about like when you're a kid and like you, you get your own little area and then you get, it's like nobody's allowed to bug you there. And if you want to listen to, so what, what was your, what was your jam? Did you have like, what was your, oh, it's Dan Benjamin's music. What was your, what was your song when you got home from school? I mean, in those days, I probably would have been any, anything Domo. by. 
Yeah. The headlines read, these are the worst of times. Devo. It would have been Devo, Merlin. It would have been Devo. Oh, Like Freedom of Choice album with Whip It and... Just the girl. Yeah, just, just the girl. The girl you want. But here's that's the thing a, that's God, interesting to me is I had a very, very, very limited budget. And so I did not have very many albums. And the ones that you I had. An album, you learned to like it. You yeah, learned. To oh, those, it. those like other songs that never made it onto the radio. Those you would listen to those too. And the thing that I found really interesting was that like, you really got to know a band because you were playing the whole album, probably both yes. sides. You were and read the liner the notes. Reading. Yes, exactly. You know, yeah, exactly. like you, and so well, but here's but that's the like thing. When you first learn, like you see a name, like, um, you know, Oh, you say, Oh, there's uh Tony Iommi and there's Jimmy Iovine. And there's like these different names of people. Right. And then like years later, it's like, Oh yeah. Now that guy like works, <laughs> It works at Apple. Right. That guy doesn't have fingertips because he worked in a sheet metal factory in, I think, Birmingham. But, like, it's it's wild. Like, what I, I – I was much more of a sponge for information, obscure information, than I would ever choose or realize. Mm. But, like, that's the basis for, like, I don't know, becoming a, like, lump in polymath. Like, just learning lots of stuff about lots of different things. Like, for me, I think about something like Glass Houses – uh, which I did have on cassette, and I liked. Uh, how did I end up playing it? If I didn't have, I guess I had my mom's old Zenith. But anyway, but like something like you've got you got glass houses, right? That's 1980, I think. Right, starts with. Um, uh, my motorcycle in the rain. You may be right, right? It's all, but then it's also got and it's got other hits on it. Uh, but then it's also got off Elena or sleeping with the television on. Why do I know those songs? Because I had, I, it was, I would just listen to it over and over one-on-one by cheap trick, not their best album. I want B man. Who else can sing along to that song? It's so personal the way you get this little area with your little album and you almost have a relationship with this inanimate object. I don't, I'm not trying to be that guy who like romanticizes vinyl, but I do think they say it is said that there will never be music in your life. Likely. I don't overstate this. It is said. And I believe that the music you love when you were 14 will stay with you for the rest of your life, whether you like it or not. I just found out my favorite song for two years when I was, let's say 15. Well, I think two years, probably my favorite song was stand and deliver by Adam and the ants. And my kid's seen the video a million times because I'm obsessed with Adam and the Ants. So I, I had an Adam and the Ants wallet that I bought at a flea market <laughs> in Pinellas County. Uh, I love them. I just found out my kid has a friend who loves Adam Ant, loves Adam and the Ants. Like, how weird is that? You know? That's or like, crazy. Synergistic. Well, it's just- it's just there's in that book Rules of Thumb that I'm obsessed with. There's a great rule of no, it wasn't Rules of Thumb. It was that wonderful website about teaching people the 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 one great trick about your job. And this is where this I forget what. Do you remember this it was a site? It was really low key, very Netscape looking, and it was like one tip a day from somebody who's great at their job. And that Dan is where I learned if you're a customer service person, you ask the person on the call to please unplug the device and blow out the dust, and then wait for a few seconds and plug it back in. And why do they do that, Dan? Why do they tell them to blow out the dust? Because they don't think that you will do it unless they give you something to actually do. Because you'll say, oh, I, yeah, I did it. I did it. I unplugged it and replugged it. Yeah. And then that gives them a chance when they realize it's actually not plugged in. That If it's not plugged in, that gives them a chance to salvage their, you know, 
their dignity <laughs> somewhat. But this is where I first learned. Do you remember the stores in the mall? God, there's always like in our, in our malls in Florida, there's always two bookstores, two record stores, you know, on different sides. You got the t-shirt store. Do you remember the store that would sell like organs and there'd be somebody standing? Oh, yeah, of, of course. Store. Of course. Yes. Um, I, that's from that website. I that was right by the KB toy store. Over there by Auntie Annie's pretzels. Or, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Toys. Right. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the place that sells the cookies. Talking about the limited or casual corner. No, no, the, the, uh, the like cookie place. Uh, it's just cookies. Oh yeah, Dan Skin, just <laughs> just cookies. That's what it's called. <laughs> oh, uh, the point being, uh, the the single greatest tip for somebody who works in the organ store at the mall. Yes, this is obscure, but this is what we have. If you see you see somebody coming that you think might be a good lead, start playing a song. Estimate their age, and start playing a song that would have been popular when they were eighteen. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you'll you'll have them. Well, think about that, Dan. Like if I was walking by and the guy had been playing Lady of Spain and then suddenly started playing Don't Tell Me You Love Me by Night Ranger, I would definitely look over and go, oh, that's funny. You got me, man. Like, yeah. you, you nailed me. Yeah, you know? they, they got your number. And so you got this beautiful component, fancy uh, the stereo system working for you. You got your, you got your, uh, your JY and your Tommy Shaw on the ones and twos. You're going to drop some uh, Kilroy. Did you ever see any uh, videotape of the live performance of that show? No. Oh, Dan, it's tough. I don't. It's tough. You know, you know, the whole thing was a slog for Tommy for a long time. They brought yeah, Tommy. I've heard that. He was new blood and he completely invigorated the band. I feel like he seems like a pretty cool guy. But like when he came in and started doing stuff like what, like Blue Collar Man, um, you know, I think it even excited JY. And, you know, of course, and, but Dennis is the Peter Cetera of the band, and we all know how that kind of thing turns out. Um, but uh, it was rough. And him up on stage, I mean, it really, having, they're performing the roles, because, you know, there's Kilroy, there's the, um, the, the heavy metal poisoning guy. Anyway, our taste was terrible, but our hearts were pure. Well, so you come home and you play some diva. We listen on headphones or are you listen on speakers. Probably? No, they have the speakers. I, w- I never, I wasn't like listening to it super loud or anything. I had Nova forties from radio shock. That was always my go-to. So here's my, I'm um, trying to get to this yeah. point. I know, which is <laughs> at the time I had a very limited set of options. I just had a handful of records and that's it. And then the crap on the radio, right? Mm-hmm. Both of my kids have the ah. family Spotify accounts. So they could listen to literally any music that they ever want to listen to. You could become an expert on Husker Du in two hours with Spotify. It's it's mind-boggling. I used to to just sit there and go like $8.69 is so much money. I can I can only afford one record this this month or this two months or whatever. Right. And it's like it was such a fretful thing. And now I just think about being able I remember first thinking this for obvious reasons during the Napster and Kazaa period. But but you know, just that whole idea of being able to go and in this case I go and I look up Michael Penn on Spotify and I can see his you know, if you like Michael Penn, you like these things. And I can just go and listen to everything Matthew Sweet's ever done. And it's what a different world that is. Not that it's bad or good or indifferent, but it, Dan, I feel like for people of our age, it's kind of hard to get your head around clicking a button, opening a door, and having every bit of recorded, 90% of recorded music from the last hundred years. Exactly. And But my question is this. Yeah. You, I was listening to you talking about how your kid listens to music. Mine love music. 
Yeah. But they would never occur to them to play music. Like if I put it on, I usually have music playing in the house and we're all together doing stuff, you know, and put it on, making dinner, whatever. But it would never occur to either of them to play music. Hmm. Ever, ever. Yeah. So ever. What, and they have favorite bands. They like, you know, mm-hmm. they like different songs. I don't understand what you're saying here. So like my kid is obsessed with, I think above all, Ricky Montgomery. But also loves uh, Marina, likes Paramore, likes likes a whole 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 bunch of things, and she actually has really good taste. Um, and and she's kind of like through the back door, she's picked up some stuff that that I like. So some of that has snuck into her lists. But when you say what are you what are you saying? Like they wouldn't like sit down and like just listen to music? No, they would never occur to them to put music on for any reason at any time. But you said they're music fans. I don't understand. Oh, if I'm playing it, they like it. Oh, you're saying on their own. Your kids never say. On their own. They would, it would never happen that they'd say, I'm going to be doing some homework. I'm going to play us. I'm going to play some music or where I'm just sitting here in my room. I'm going to listen to music. That never, never happens. If we're in the car driving it, Mm -hmm. they really want the music on like immediately, like before the cars even in motion it's got to be and when they on. do that are they playing it over I almost said iPod are, is somebody uh, playing DJ uh, from their own phone me, or on, me on my phone always okay not right. because I don't want them to I would much rather get them to do it but this is what I'm saying like they don't and I'm oh, so I'm, be careful though because they will do it punitively sometimes <laughs> when my kid, my kid uh, uh, I give you know well you know I'm a happy guy I'm happy to sit in the back seat and let my kid pick the music and uh, boy does she ever pick the music but for a long time it was stuff like Perry Grip you know um, <laughs> I wish my kids would listen to something I hated up, just so your, to know that they were listening to music. Tacos. Look up. It's raining tacos. Your life will never be the same. Um, uh, but he used to be in a really cool nerd band called Nerf Herder. Um, and, and so that's interesting. Does it trouble you? Does it seem weird to you that they don't have that same? Yes. That's, habit? and that's what I want to know. I want to know from you and I want to know from our is audience. Is it weird or how do you change it? Which is the question. That is both are the question. It is it weird or is it a thing that has to, I should change it. (laughs) No, no. I think you shouldn't. I mean, this sounds, I, I, I I can hear every eye in the room rolling when I say this, but, um, there will be a point, maybe several points, but there will be at least one point in your kid's life where there will be a day that began with them needing more than you and a day that ends with you needing them more than they need you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Feel free to disagree. That's my opinion. I think that day happened at some point in the last two, three years. And I know, and this is the part that's going to make you roll your eyes, which is fine, but this is a future, future grown up. It's a future person. This is a person who's growing into whatever it is that they're going to become. And a lot of times the best thing we can do is stay out of the way. And, and to me, the other, the great thing is, you know, I'm not saying the kid runs the house, although the, kid runs the house basically everybody runs the house except me which is how it should be yeah but um i think we and there was also while i again I, I think there's a point where like over a, a period like i say it goes from you the there's a power shift in who needs whom more um and then of course that develops but you know that's how life goes but i think it's also there are also various points where we should be mindful of when we can learn from our kid or when us not imparting wisdom is way more useful than imparting wisdom um uh i think i read you this one already but here's some here's some wisdom that's that's related to this don't let people tell you whether when or how to season your food it's your body uh just in general don't explain food don't never explain food 
yes, I see the provided sauce, and no, I don't need a webinar on how it should be deployed. Dan, I hate it when people explain food to me, and, and they say, is this your first time dining with us and stuff like that? Well, mm. how does that relate to this? Don't, don't explain food to your kid, I, I think. Like there, you don't have we we don't have nearly as much wisdom about this stuff as we think we do. Mm-hmm. In fact, we could learn a lot. Now, if you think, because it sounds like your kids like music, are you trying to sort of like like the way I would put it is like you're trying to help them, encourage them, provide a how do you say this? Provide an environment in which that's the direction a person is likely to go is appreciating music, listening to music. That it's that that kind of thing, right? right. You're, not, you're not trying to you're not trying to be like a like a dad about it. No, not at all. I just I what's haven't what's I've never brought this like? up what, with what them music? at all. What music does your son like? If you can say, kind of. I mean, I whatever I put on, he seems to like all of it. I I play everything from uh, hip hop to classical, classical jazz. <laughs> I mean, everything. Um, I would rock say... and roll. He loves classic rock. I know that. I think he likes, you know, he's a little Wayne fan. I think that's his favorite. I so little. Um, here's a suggestion. Um, that's a trick. But so just in general, what I'm saying, and this will be a thread throughout the wisdom document is, uh, uh, look for opportunities where you didn't I want realize. this. I want to preview this document. You got to send this thing to me. Okay. So it's on GitHub. It's on my, I got to just stop of the old, an old version. Um, but, um, I think especially for middle-aged white men, the most aggrieved people in the world. And, and I'm not talking about you here. I'm talking about me. Mm. Um, I think it's valuable sometimes to realize you have a lot more to learn than to teach. And the things that you do have to teach, be careful what it is that you actually have to teach because sometimes you, you become a cautionary tale. But like, for example, you know what I would do? And this is a trick, Dan. The trick is revenge. The trick is you play nothing. Okay, how about this? So you play something from um, an album I was talking about a lot last week, Permanent Waves, and like a good song, but like not... So you could see if he gets into something like Spirit of Radio, but I would actually play something like Entree New or Natural Science and then say, you pick next. And with my kid, that's one way I have been able to provoke my I kid. I like that. I like that a lot. Participating. Yeah. Well, and so I was talking to Roderick about this on our program yesterday. Um, a great trick I learned probably later than I should have, but you never ask, like if you got a kid who's like, say, a toddler – and they're still a little bit having, you know, seven o'clock. They're still having, as we used to call it, unhappy hour. But you got a kid, and like, you, it's going to be time to go to bed. And obviously, oh, this goes in the document too. Never count. That's got to go in the document. Never use the counting thing. Oh, such a bad idea. One, two, three. No, you say, uh, okay, time to start moving toward bed. I'm going to brush teeth. Blah, 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 do the things. And you, so, what is it we never do? We never ask the the kid if they want to go to bed. Instead, you give them choices. You give them options. And you say, what jammies do you want to wear? Well, let's go pick out jammies. You can pick any jammies you want. Right? You know what I'm saying? You don't ask them if they want to go to bed. You ask them what jammies they want, which is a little bit of a trick, but I think it's a good trick. Like now we've got control. We like being in control. No matter what your age is, how you feel, it feels good to be in control. And also your kids in an age, I know because it's like it is the same age where it's fun to dunk on your parents. Right. It's just constantly, constant criticism that I... It only bothers me sometimes. It only bothers me when I can't finish a really good joke or anecdote because I got a pronoun wrong. Oh, my God. Which I try so hard to do, but I'm always going to screw up. I'm going to always occasionally call Alex she and then go, you know, just hear every hear everything in the story, including that that part, please. Um, I think that's a good one. 
And, you know, there's stuff I've tried that doesn't work. Like, uh, my kid got a record player, and I, I've, I've gotten her, like, I gave her the, the Western State Hurricanes record to listen to. I got a Meat Puppets record. Because I figured as long as she's got vinyl and is enjoying it, you know, and I got her, I got her the White Album, because that was an album we used to listen to a lot when she was little. Um, but, you know, I, I have to be careful not to... As somebody who's just said a moment ago that I want to write a, a document with all of my wisdom in it, um, it's not difficult for me to find myself trying to assert my personality or preferences on the world. I think we all do that. But uh, but real talk, Dan, you know, how do you provide, create an environment in which whatever weird stuff your kid is becoming mm -hmm. is okay? Mm -hmm. Because it's, it's not so much, hey, go listen to the music I like. It's more like, how do I create an environment well, you know what I mean? I think that's a, the, the phrase is so important to me, creating an environment. Because you say something like, and Syracuse and I end up talking about this with kids in college and things like that. But like, you know, I'm going to get my kid into a good school. I'm going to do this, rah, 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 get him on the water polo team, which is almost always code. Um, I'm going to do all these things, all these things. And instead, like, what if you thought about it differently and said, I want to create an environment to help my kid become whatever it is that they're going to become. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot harder than it sounds because neither of you know what that thing is and there's going to be, or put differently, whatever your kid is becoming. And so, like I say, if that come for you, that becomes about music. How do you create that environment? I mean, I think you say, you know, let's play DJ. And we do this at night where like we're watching TV and like one person picks a show and then one person picks the next show. And she gets so mad because I always add, oh, that makes you really want to watch this YouTube video. And she hates that. And then she picks and we watch Sunny or, or uh, yeah, you're from your hometown, Dan, where, where it's always sunny. Yes, it is. How do you create that environment? And I bet it would be fun, if, especially if there's times when it's just you two where you could, and you're driving around, he sits in the front seat, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's taller you know, than I know, me. I know. Well, there's lots of rules about rules and, and mores about this. Really, it's so funny because they were saying like, oh, 13, you should always ride in the back seat until you're 13. And it's like, my kid is just about my height at 13. Mm -hmm. So I think she'll be safe in the front seat. <laughs> so when you two are What's about mus musculoskeletal strength and girth? Well, you need the mass, you mm -hmm. know, it's the the, uh, the raw tonnage of child title. Wait, what? Uh, say raw tonnage, raw tonnage of raw child. Tonnage of child. Mm, don't worry about it. I'm not going to use it. Um, and yeah, I don't know because it's. I remember when my best friend uh, John got really into country music, and it kind of freaked me out. Um, so like I was very into well, whatever's on the radio, super tramp or whatever. And he suddenly got into like Barbara Mandrell and George. He was, he was on the spectrum. Uh, I eventually learned like he's incredibly deeply high functioning. He's retired from the air force at this point. He's a genius, but you know, he had some spectrums type stuff and he would get into stuff that nobody else cared about. That was extremely uncool. Cause that's just how he was. Um, and so he got really into Barbara Mandrell George Jones, Hank Williams Jr. And this is like in the early 80s, Dan, mm -hmm. where I thought that is about the lamest thing in the world. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, but now I think it's kind of cool that like nobody nobody harmed him into thinking that because you like Bocephus, you're a weirdo. It's not my cup of tea, it, it, me and all my rowdy friends. Um, create the environment. And I think when you guys are palling around, you should play, uh, you should play DJ. And if you're using Spotify, you could just add the queue, which is kind of cool. So like each one of you, you go back and forth, you add the queue. Be fun. I'll have to try that. It's, it's hard to give kids good taste. They're terrible. 
I wouldn't even care if they listened to terrible music. I just wish they would put something on on their own. Yeah. Um, are they big on like YouTube or like what is their? Yeah, it's all TikTok? YouTube now. Okay, it's all YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My kids all over the place. And it's all that twenty first century humor that's like every video is five to eight seconds long, and it's clips, and it's all uh, bass boosted and oh, distorted and shouting. I know, I Dan, and it's all it's so. I, I thought I was so cool in college when I knew about the Situationists. <laughs> And I knew about, so my thesis was about, my thesis, my undergrad thesis was about um, cultural hegemony. So I'm reading, you know, Frank, um, the Frank for School guys like Horkheimer and Adorno. I'm reading all this stuff. And I thought, boy, I was always just reading against the grain and rah, rah, rah. I'm like, I might as well be French. And now today, I've made this joke now for years, but it's like those two guys on The Simpsons, those kids, when he goes, oh, here comes that cannonball guy. He's cool. And the other kid goes, are you being sarcastic? And he says, I can't even tell anymore. And my, I, my kid can't even explain. I, I, she tries to explain these things to me about what the layers and layers and layers of replication and transmogrification on a TikTok video. And I'm like, I just, you're killing me explaining this to me. You're killing me. She knows all the YouTubers in Free Guy. She goes, she's on Twitch. She's on Instagram. She's on all of it. And, uh, and so again, now my inclination is always to go like, what is happening with this crazy kid? And, but like, I, it's not even that I don't want to get old. I would love to get old. Um, it's, it's that I, 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 I'm trying so mightily to, on the one hand to know there's so much stuff I just don't need to think about or care about, especially in the grown up world, the Twitter world, the trending world. I mean, I don't think I'm missing out on a lot about the latest drama with Jack Septic Eye and whatever he's dating. Like, I'm fine to like be out of that. But like, when I don't understand something and my kid obviously loves it, I try to remember like that's normal and cool. And maybe I'm not supposed to understand it because that's the way I bonded with a lot of my friends when I was a kid it was about stuff that you know, other kids, let alone our parents, didn't understand. Like us having a copy, a Betamax copy of Monty Python and the Holy Grail that my friend had taped off of HBO. Like being introduced to that movie when I was 14 was a revelation to me. Yeah. To like have this world that only I thought only I understood. Mm -hmm. And now my, my kid likes, likes them. My kid, my kid, because my kid was, I said this to Alex yesterday, but as, it's so cool to me that, oh, well, I'm really just praising myself, raising her with Monty Python and the Marx Brothers, um, and if I'm being honest, Tim and Eric. Like hmm. now, she's going to appreciate every single one of those things more as she gets older and has more context for why it's funny. Like she, like we were getting ready for bed the other night, and she's like, "Let's watch upper class Twitter of the year," which is a classic bit. And it's like that's that that made me happy, but I can't manufacture that. I can't know what's going to be a hit with my kid, and it's really not my job to do that. It's my job to become, become very competent at staying out of her way, and it's very difficult for me because, you know, that day that day has already passed, and I need her more than she needs me, <laughs> which puts me in a pretty vulnerable position about, like, I, you never finished listening to this Pixies album. I'm very disappointed. <laughs> I think your kids will find the things that they love. They will find, they will go through so many stages. Mm. They're going to... But, you know, so don't worry could, about it is your is your advice. Well, what's there to worry about? What's the concern? What are they missing out on? Music. But so you just feel like so I get that. You know what, Dan? How about this? How about a pivot? Mm. 
Boy, you ever get this growing up? Take what you're describing right now, but change music to sports. Where when I was growing up, like it wasn't, it was a question of which which sports are you going to play? It wasn't a question of will you play sports? Hey, you know, this soccer is really going places. You think you want to play soccer? Being able to do baseball, you can do this, you can do that. But or even just group activities in general, playing an instrument, all of those things. There was so much pressure to do that. And it was always like, well, you know, you you have to play sports because it builds character. You learn how to, you know, become part of a team. Do you, do you think it's sort of similar like that, where it's like you don't want them to miss out on the benefits of music the same way that people of our generation didn't want people to miss out on the benefits of sports. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. Yeah. yeah. The, world, the world changes, man. It's a real poop show. I wish they'd stay little. You know, you can keep them, keep them, get them uh, graded, keep them in the, you know, what do you call it? Stacked and blocked? Back and black? Stocked and blocked? What do you call it? Bagged and boarded? What do you call it? Bagged and boarded. Bagged and board. What do you call it when you stick it in the CGC thing? A CDC? CDC. What do you call it when you put it in the brick and you can't read it anymore? What's that called? Slab. Slab? Slabbed and dabbed? Yeah. What's it called, Dan? I you don't know. the goddamn phrase. What's the phrase? I don't know it's what you're talking about. CGC rating. 7.2. Yeah. In the, the Lycra. <laughs> or whatever that's called. Oh, what that, 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 slab? the case slab? Yes. Moises is, slab? is like screaming at the, his phone right now. Is he, is he slabbed right now? Yeah, he's slabbed. <laughs> Suspended in Do you amber? call it slab? I don't know. I don't know what that's called. I thought called. you called it that. You do that. It's slab, huh. sure. Mm. I don't know. I, I, I apologize. I don't know. You I know do. what I should do? I should slab my aviator. I should send that to CGC, You've right? Got CGC? To. Yeah, send it to I'm CGC. I'm going to have Anthony Fauci look at my copy. Go grade it and then uh, slab, it. slab it. Slab and stab. Mm-hmm. Uh, bags and boarded. You know? Uh, Socks and cocks. Uh, the, great, the great comedy double act. Uh, I had other things. I just wanted to say, um, it's really strange. Like, I think I'm being cheap or I'm trying to just watch money a little better, but like, I didn't order a phone. I really want a phone, but I'm not, I didn't order a phone. Um, and I just want to say in passing that I don't current, cause I've got, I've got two recent MacBooks. I mean, I've got a 2019 pre M1, um, laptop and I've got, a last uh, last year, this year, whenever it was, M1 laptop, both MacBook Pros. I don't need another computer right now, but Jesus Christ, Dan. Did you, did you watch the thing or read about it? Did you read about these these laptops? Yeah, I did. They're, um, oh, my God. Aren't you tempted? Well, I just got that Mac Mini, so I got to wait. Uh, I know, but like, I don't, like I'm saying, like, I don't need this, but like, I'm so... Tempted, but you know what? What I wanted to say is this, and you know, first of all, yes, uh, second place. I'm going to give the steak knives to Apple because, yay, thank you guys for for fixing a bunch of dumb stuff that should never have been broken. But I'm so happy for my nerd friends who have been dying for a better MacBook Pro. I am legit so happy. Whether or not I ever own this Mac, and I'm kind of holding out for the the nice iMac at some point. I don't know. I don't, I don't really care. I got everything I need. Why am I even talking? But I'm so happy for my friends who wanted this so much. People who are developing and like, please just, I mean, like with Better Touch Tool, I use Better Touch Tool. You, you know how I use Better Touch Tool? To, to turn off the, the uh, to turn off the uh, touch bar. My, on my MacBook, do you know what I'm saying, Dan? I wish there was a way that you could just peel the touch bar off. I wish, yeah, well, I put black tape over it. Yeah. I have my touch bar bar in its normal state. Thanks to Better Touch Tool has two buttons on it. Um, one button is just opens my task paper file. And the other one is just a yellow smiley face on a purple background that when I click it brings up whatever the touchpad would be given where I am. 
But I've mainly used Better Touch Tool to just have my touchpad not work because it drove me so crazy. <laughs> I hate it. It's hilarious. I just take a photo. It's so funny. Yeah. But like you take the, I mean, the keyboard with function keys, Dan. Thank God we got past that. Let's not forget the uh, the escape key problem a few years ago, the butterfly key problem. Yeah, that's that's been a fixing thing. But to have an escape key on the touchpad is just, that's just, that's sad. That's like buying an anime pillow. Woof. Um <laughs> I mean, it may look like a girl, but, uh, you know, well, so, you, don't, you don't know. Well, you know, well, what kind of work does she do? <laughs> you got um, you got that. You've got the crazy uh, performance of this. I saw a number that I'm finding difficult to believe, but I saw a number yesterday on one of the shovel blogs about it, the new adding the new laptops adding up, adding up to 10 hours of battery time. Is that even possible? Because 10 hours is pretty much well, the, the CPUs are now. much, much more efficient. I mean, energy right. efficient. And you get the you get the 120 hertz, you know, refresh stuff. I just wanted to say, like, you know, I don't have a dog in this fight. The dog I have in this fight is I like to see Apple fix things, improve things, innovate, and and keep making great stuff that keeps us excited. Like in the in general, I always have. I'm just really happy for my friends. Like if you needed a computer and you've been sitting there going, like, oh God, what am I gonna do? Starting at under two grand, that's wild. To yeah, me. those are great machines. Really great. Yeah. So anyway, congratulations, everybody, and, and good for you. Good for you, Apple. You know. Yeah. It's 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 good. What else was there to talk about? I think that's mostly it. That's it. Uh, oh yeah, I need to put my uh, my early draft of the wisdom document into notes. Oh yeah. And uh, those gists are cool. I like a gist. I gist uh, now. You know, I'm a gister. I gist. Yeah. 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 It's become it's become very valuable to me. I put my Twitter bios there. What else do I put there? I put, um, oh, 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 you know, I put a little uh, uh, ASCII art in code. But one day I'm going to learn how to actually use Git. I got to copy a tower somewhere. I think I you, start, you terms, need to start with the command line. Ah, I've done that and I didn't love it. No, it's fine. But, That's you all know, I, I have this, One of my goals is I have this fantasy of sort of the way it's funny because gabe weatherhead is stopping doing this right as i'm starting doing this but a lot of people seem to be migrating away from the thing i'm interested in but i want the thing where you just publish markdown files into a folder and then it makes it into a blog something like, like uh, jekyll Pelic, yeah jekyll is one called hugo there's all these different mm -hmm. ones that yeah do it. i i really want to get that set up and working oh you know what else i like i really like the, what you can do with that there's two really popular kinds of documentation software people use pretty amazing what you can do with just what's considered documentation software we no longer call it things like wiki software you know what i'm talking about like this the, there's those two packages everybody uses for documentation and you can just write a book on it yeah you just yeah i've got that i've actually got that running on my machine i've had uh, what are you gonna do you know what, do you, what what are you gonna do what can you do got a lot of stuff to add the notes um Let's see. Let me give you one. Let's see if I have any more freebie wisdom for you. I mean, you could save it. We have been. It's over an hour. Hour and twenty. Yeah. Hour and twenty-two. Where to be? That's a big one. Sometimes an email is just a way to say "I love you." Never touch a pregnant person unless they specifically ask for it. Buy the nicest screwdrivers you can afford. Uh, almost every task in life benefits from the addition of a nearby trash bag. Project management triangle. Uh, if you really want a glass of water at a restaurant, always order that first. As you do this, look the server in the eyes and nod. Hmm. You probably need to listen to at least three episodes of a podcast before you will know if you could really love it. 
It's wisdom. Dan, I'm going to write down everything I've learned, everything I've ever known. Oh, here we go, courtesy of Marco Arment. Sometimes in life, even though it's not your fault, it's still your problem. You know, you know who doesn't want to hear that? Young people. Yeah. 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 I think we've gone long enough, Dan. Um, our sponsor this week, we want to thank everybody at uh, Feels, F-E-A-L-S. Dan, F-E-A-L-S. where do people go to... Uh, to get feels felt up feels feels uh, feels feels feels.com slash back to work you're gonna get 40 percent off and uh sign up all that great stuff it really is great i gotta be honest it really is great cool and we'll maybe talk more about watch stuff you know dan you know dan you should capture this i think talking about watch stuff is a good idea because a lot of this as with siri and similar sorts of apple things apple has this handful of things that were like pretty like for a while and then got better and you forget that they've probably gotten better and maybe you should look at them again. Mm-hmm. But I think especially with watchOS 8, they've taken some different apps and broken them into different apps that makes it a little more usable. And I would love to talk more about um, doing good watch things maybe next week. Let's do it next week. We'll do it next week. We don't even need a reason. All right. Okay, uh, let's button this up. Okay. I love you. Love you too, Myrna, man.